0: As it rapidly approaches, this spectacular event impacts the very fabric of space and time. We call it the holidays. Fortunately, Sarah at the Container Store can help. Uh, hi. As time runs out, how do you manage?
1: Well, we offer a huge selection of gift wrap, including our gift wrap three-packs. Now 50% off. You get three high-quality rolls of wrap for just $4.99. Plums, our stocking stuffers are up to 50% off, too.
0: Sarah, savior of time and the holidays. Or just Sarah. The Container Store, where space comes from. BLOB TALK RADIO
2: Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Climbing the Ivy on the Fan Side of Network. This is your host, Alex Pat, alongside Adam McGuinness. We're also bringing Cody Delmendo back. He's been here many times before. We're happy to have him back on the show. The three of us are going to talk about the winter meetings. There's a lot to talk about in terms of rumors and speculations, but there's not really a lot to talk about action-wise for the Cubs. But hey, We got to talk about all this stuff eventually, so we'll talk about rumors and talks and stuff. There's a lot of, I don't know if it's legitimate concern, but there's a lot of people that are wondering really how much money the Cubs have to spend before they move anything, and we're hearing over and over that they're going to have to move some guys to create some room to spend. What does that mean for Bryce Harper? Well, we'll get into that. So let's welcome in our other two co-hosts. Uh, Cody, how are you doing today?
0: Oh, I'm good, man. It's good to be back. It's been a few months since I was back last time. I think it was like the middle of the summer when I thought the Cubs were at least going to make it out of the division.
1: <laughs>
2: yeah, I think it has been that long. Adam, how are yeah. you today?
1: I'm alive, Alex. I'm alive. Good.
2: I'm sorry, Cody, you were going to say something?
0: Yeah, go ahead. I uh, completely forgot what I was going to say. I think I was—it was probably along, along the lines of just remembering how confident most of us were. I believe Adam made a bet with you, thinking the brewer saying the brewers—brewers brewers were going to be like eight games out at the oh, end of yeah. August or something like that.
2: Oh man! <laughs> Thanks not... for reminding me. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So, uh, and he was—he was, uh, was we'll, oldest, we'll right? Like.
0: At the end of August, it seemed like the Brewers were done, remember? And then, you know, we all know what happened. So,
2: so Adam, you can uh, <laughs> you gonna owe me something, huh? Uh, did we shake? Did we shake on it? Just kidding. Well, I kidding, mean, we can, we microphone um, shaped in a way. Uh, we not, we didn't really physically do it, but you know,
1: what what do I owe you? Ten bucks? Is that what it is? <laughs> eh, you can I don't it. know. Yeah, yeah, we'll give me your Venmo or your you PayPal. PayPal or whatever when this is done. <laughs>
2: exactly, exactly. Yeah. So let's get into it, guys. Here we are in the off season. The GM meetings, uh, the winter meetings, are underway. There's been some moves on the hot stove front all around baseball. Probably the biggest was Andrew McCutcheon to the Phillies. So cross him off the possibility list for the Cubs. A uh, few other moves around baseball, Lance Lynn signed, I think, with the Rangers. Uh, Tanner Roark signed with the Reds. Uh, Charlie Morton signed, I think, with Tampa Bay. So nothing really huge, but eh, a few moves here or there. There's a lot of rumors going along, but let's talk about the Cubs. Right now, there's this whole talk about how they need to clear salary. I listed out the salary for next year, what the Cubs are going to owe who. And, yeah, there's a lot of money going around next year. Just to get your guys' quick thoughts on it, do you guys see them moving a number of pieces just to clear salary?
0: I mean, I feel like they're going to at least try. Because I, I, I feel like we'd be dumb to sit here and think that the OFC and Jedi aren't at least trying to maybe give it a shot. They're just being really quiet about it mm-hmm. maybe. Um, just because we've known to see them do that before. But do I think that that's their number one priority right now? I don't think so. I think their number one priority at the moment is getting Bolton help. But I, I do think that clearing space to potentially maybe get Bryce Harper is is on their list. It's just I don't I just don't think it's number one at the current moment.
1: Yeah, I'm I'm kind of inclined to agree with that. I don't think the Cubs be making or attempting to make trades. Based purely on clearing some salary, I just see them them operating that way. I think that as much as they would love to have bryce harper i I just don't see them uh, I mean that's too big of a gamble that's too big of a risk to to move all these players and clear all this this salary space and you're not even guaranteed to get him necessarily even if you do that so I think that you know, they've got other needs. Uh, on the team right now that go beyond getting somebody like Bryce Harper. And I think that, you know, like the bullpen will be uh, more of a priority than than clearing salary space right now. Well, I think what
2: makes this kind of interesting is the fact that there are these rumors that Harper wants the Cubs to go after him and that he'd be willing to wait out. Whether or not that's true, we don't know, but it is something that – I think a lot of people think may be true. I, I don't know. I don't know. But, you know, we, we've seen the whole thing. He's friends with Chris Bryant, you know, yada, yada. He's got the dog named Wrigley. I think that there may be some truth to it, but I'm not sure he's just going to hold out and not let money talk. I think they're going to just – I think it's just going to depend on if they make him a solid enough offer. I don't think Bryce Harper just could be like, "Yeah, I want to play for the Cubs, I'll take whatever." I don't think that's going to happen. Oh, yeah. Do I think he would like to play for the Cubs? Sure. Would he be maybe willing to wait around a little bit? Sure, but if someone comes up to him with a huge offer, I don't think he's just going to be like, "Nah, I'm going to wait for the Cubs."
1: Well, and you know what? If the Cubs are being secretive about this, I don't think that's necessarily uh uh the the wrong move. You know, I I think it is pretty smart if that's what they're doing because if if Theo or Jed were to come out and say yeah we're going to do everything we can to to clear some salary room to go after Bryce Harper if if they say that what what do you think if you're Jason Hayward or you're Ben Zobrist you know you're if you're one of those guys you're thinking oh crap I'm out of here and so I could I could see it from the perspective of of the higher ups not wanting players on the team Feel like they're they're about ready to get sold down the river. Um, oh sure. That being said, mm-hmm. I, I still don't think. There. That being said, yeah, I still don't think Bryce Harper is. Yeah, I don't see the Cubs as being the landing spot for him. Uh, I think there was reports that that he was maybe more concerned with a, a higher AAV than getting a ton of years, and I'm not sure if that works in the Cubs' favor or not. To be honest with you. Well,
2: the issue is you have a lot of guys that are making over $20 million over the next few years. And just looking at 2019, I have the 2019 payroll right here. This is based on uh, Spotrack.com. They're very, very reliable. Uh, Spotrack will give you all the information on people's salaries year by year, their entire contracts, team's entire payroll, and whatnot. So. Very reliable source uh, of information here, and I mean you can pretty much verify the salaries on like Baseball Reference too, so it is pretty accurate. So Lester is going to be making twenty seven point five million dollars. He's going to be making the most. This includes the signing bonus because his base is twenty two point five. Hayward's going to be making twenty two point five with the signing bonus. Darvish is going to be making twenty million. Hamels is going to be making twenty million. So your top four guys next year in salary are making. 20 million or more. I mean, that's a lot. And then after that, you got Tyler Chatwood making 12.5, Zobris making 12.5, Rizzo making just under uh, 12 million, and Kitana making 10.5. There's a lot of money wrapped up here in just a number of guys. And I think that the rumors that came up today, not just for moving salary for Bryce Harper per se, but the fact that they'd be moving salary just to afford bullpen pieces. That, to me, is a bit ridiculous. What were your guys' thoughts when you saw that?
1: Go ahead, Cody. Um,
0: I didn't really have much thought. I I was surprised to see that Bud Norris was a possibility. Um, Considering some of the things that he was in the media about last year, I, I just don't think it's a good look if the Cubs were to go after a guy like him.
2: Well, they, um, they shut that down. That rumor has been shut down, so we don't have to worry about has it. That. Has it? Yeah.
0: Okay. Yep. Well, that makes me that makes me feel a little bit better. Um, other than that, I haven't really read up too much on the, the other relievers. Um, but I did – I have seen some, like, articles. I just skimmed over seeing that they are in on – or they're talking to different relievers. And, I mean, I, I think it's good that they're going – they're doing that. Yeah. Um, because you know they think that Morrow's not going to be back for you know opening day, so you you kind you kind of just got to hope that you know he can come back eventually. But you can't put all your marbles on him being the closer. But I think Strope is probably sure. going to be that guy. Um, but you know they need some they need some depth, and then you know it'd be nice if you know Duncing and, and Kensler can you know be better than last season. Um, that would just add. Uh, to what hopefully they bring in this off season, that's decent. Plus you got Shishek and Carl Edwards, so I I don't think their bullpen is like the biggest. Like a lot of them say, it's like a lot of people I talk to they tell me that it's bad, and it's like it's not bad. It's just I think it gets it, the last two years it's just gotten overworked um, by in, by season's end, and it, it shows whenever you know where the Cubs aren't able to you know, get out of big innings without allowing a run late in the game. So, yeah, know, I kind of veered off topic a little bit. But um, I, personally, I, I don't really know what a reliever that I would want them to go. I know they, you know, have checked in on Andrew Miller. I don't, I'm not really sure how I feel about him. Yeah, um, I think he's kind of past
2: his prime.
0: Yeah, I kind of think so too. Plus, he was hurt a lot last year. It's, you could probably get him on a buy load, like a like – a, you know what I mean, get him on a local, uh, small contract and maybe for one year, maybe he tries to like do a one-year prove-it deal or something like that to maybe get the money he wants for next year. I don't know. I don't know what he's thinking, but um, I, I don't really, I couldn't really tell you what reliever in particular I would like for them to go get at the current moment.
2: Adam, what did you think about that whole salary report thing? I mean, it's if- It doesn't seem like they'd be so – to me it just doesn't make sense that they'd be so strapped for cash they couldn't afford a reliever, even if it's not like a big free agent one. Do you think that's just kind of speculation or thoughts, or do you think there's any validity to that?
1: yeah i don't i don't necessarily buy that the cubs have to cash to to swing for for bullpen guys and as far as people freaking out about the the state of the bullpen i this is not a situation unique to the cubs I think that's just the nature of bullpens in general is that every single year most of them need quite a bit of tinkering uh that's just the way it goes it's it's the one area uh on a team that changes uh sometimes significantly almost every single year so it's not like the the cubs are the one team in this situation where they've got a lot of unanswered questions in the bullpen and i think you know i i could see them spending uh maybe more moderately on the bullpen i think that's uh the more realistic route than than dropping 350 plus million on somebody like harper
2: so before we get into what they could possibly do to relieve salary if they were to do it, I'm going to throw out a few names uh, to you guys for bullpen uh, arms and just kind of wonder what your guys' thoughts are on them. So the two names I have in mind that I think the Cubs could go after that I think would actually work out pretty well, David Robertson, Joaquin Soria. I think David Robertson, he's been consistently good throughout his entire career. He hasn't dealt with injury issues. He has filled the role of closer. He has filled the role of setup man. He's filled the role of fireman. He's very versatile in the bullpen, and you pretty much know what you're going to get from him. He's got a career ERA below three. I think his career FIP is right around that. His whip is around one. And he's a very, very consistently good reliever. And Joaquim Soria, he had a really good year last year. And while he had a really good year last year, I think his age and history would still allow you to get him pretty cheap. So I want to hear your guys' thoughts on those two names.
1: Yeah, I mean, there's there's really not a whole lot to, to add to what you just said there. Both of those guys would be really great options for the Cubs, and I would love to see them go after those two guys, either one of them or both.
0: Yeah, I mean, I just I just pulled up Soria and Robertson on Fangraphs, and I mean, the age is essentially the same. Their numbers are all, they're pretty close as well, um, you know. So I they seem like Cubs type guys that you they you could see them bringing in, and uh, you know they what's nice is they've been fairly healthy. It looks like over the last couple of years, you know. uh, Robertson's thrown 60 plus innings every year since. 2010, which yep. I mean, that's, that's 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 when you know he's he's durable, um, and then Sore is thrown, um, looks like he's thrown you know over 50 innings since every season since 2013. So, um, you know, Ed, that's those are good signs. Um, I I would be I would be completely fine if they were to go after those two guys or one of the two. Um, yeah.
2: All right, so let's go back to the salary for just a minute. I kind of read you some names that are in the top of the Cubs' salary. There's a lot of arbitration guys, so I gave you the guys that we know what they're going to get. Um, but Lester, Hayward, Darvish, Hamels, Chatwood, Zobrist, Rizzo Quintana. If you had to move somebody, and we're talking realistically move somebody – so we're saying guys that we think can be moved and that could be moved realistically uh, for better games. Who would you guys think?
0: That's a good question, Alex. <laughs> far
1: I far as tough, as far as yeah. on field play and clearing salary, it, I, it would definitely be Jason Hayward, I would think. Um, with the exception of his defense, he would be easiest to replace with similar play, especially at the plate. Um, the problem with moving Jason Hayward is that I'm sure the Cubs wouldn't really be clearing that much salary I'm sh- because I'm sure if they did find a trading partner, one of the stipulations would be that they'd have to eat a lot of that contract. Of so I'm not sure it's worth it anyway.
2: Uh, yeah, I mean, mm-hmm. you got five years left on that contract. He's going to be making 22.5 this coming year. I, I would see no way how they would be able to relinquish all that salary, but I do feel like there would be a team interested in taking him. I don't think that he's completely, you know, worthless. Because, look, last year his batting numbers were respectable. Were they worth $22.5 million? No, but no. they were still slightly above average in terms of batting average and on base, not dramatically over, but still technically over, And he's a gold glove player, a smart base runner. So there is value there, just it doesn't live up to that contract. So that's why you wouldn't get the entire uh, salary taken. What about Ben Zobrist? Here's here's the interesting thing about Ben Zobrist. He is very important to this team. He has been at least. But if you have your eyes on other players, you look at Ben Zobrist and – you know you're not going to bring him back when his contract is done, and this is his contract year. He's 38. He's going to be making $12.5 million. Would you be tempted to move that? And I'm saying this as a huge Ben Zobras fan, but I can't help but think that they'd at least entertain the idea. I don't know what you guys think.
1: Well, yeah, I think it would be smart. I, I think they would be crazy to, to not entertain the idea if they could find a suitor, and if, and if it made sense. I will say that it 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 made more sense before all this Addison Russell stuff went down because now there's a little bit you know there's this cloud over uh, what the the structure of the infield is going to be as far as backups and everything like that and so now it looks like they need him more than they needed him two or three months ago but uh, yeah I mean there's a lot of salary there obviously Ben Zobrist is kind of in the the twilight years of his career. I know he had a career year last year, but it's an, it would be insane to expect that again this next year. I'm not saying it won't happen, but you you just can't count on that happening again. So, if they if they right. could find somebody with interest in Ben Zobris, I think it would be beneficial to to uh, at least uh, entertain that notion.
2: Sure. Yeah. 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 Uh, okay. Cody, you have any thoughts on that?
0: Yeah, I mean, I think you know. I didn't mention, you know, Zobris had like a career year last year. I think a lot of it had to do with um, you know, them managing like the amount of games he played in. I mean I don't I don't have the num- like the number of games played compared to last year in twenty seventeen in front of me, but um I I don't know, I feel like he would just seem more rested last season. I think a lot of people said that. Um, you know, I I don't know what it was but um I think trading him, you know, if there's any time to trade him, it would be right now considering he's coming off a really great season and, you know, he's 37, he's going to be 38 whenever. Um, I mean, you you don't see a lot of guys put up the kind of season he did at that age. So I feel like his value has to be as high as it's ever going to be for the Cubs right now. So, I I mean – I'm, I'm kind of with you. I, I, I like Zobrist as a player, as a person. You know, we all know what he's done for the Cubs since he came there. Um, people like to throw shade at all the bad contracts the Cubs have, but Zobrist has been one of the best contracts that they have. Um, but if if they really wanted to clear space, I really think that moving Zobrist it would probably be – yeah, uh, I would at least entertain the idea, and I would not be surprised if they actually did it.
2: Yeah, I think a lot of people would agree. I'm also looking at the list, and the one guy that everyone wants to see traded is Tyler Chatwood. I don't <laughs> think that anyone is taking on that contract unless I think the only way we see it is if there is some rebuilding team that is a very low payroll that's willing to just kind of add some more fillers and maybe try to squeak something out of him. Because clearly Theo Epstein saw something in the guy last year with the sinker balls, Mm -hmm. the movement, and all that good stuff. And what you saw was a bunch of base-on balls. But, you know, I think outside the possibility of him being moved to some rebuilding team, I don't
1: see any contender taking him by any means. Unless there's he was no a throw in
2: some bigger trade,
1: there, there's just no whatever Theo saw in him. Nobody else sees that now in the baseball. Who's gonna, who's gonna take him? I, I think the reality is the Cubs are just stuck with him. That's that's wishful thinking to yeah. believe that that they could trade him. That's just not gonna happen. You're probably right. And what's
0: um, and what's unfortunate is like Chatwood. He doesn't even really have a spot on the team right now. I mean, he's gonna be on the team, obviously, but like like he's not going to be a starter and then do you think they're going to do they give him a chance in the bullpen to be like you know like a long reliever or you know maybe sixth inning guy i don't know like short if, leash if they do exactly like you have a short leash and then like if he doesn't do well the first couple tries, it's like well what do you do it's i i that's the biggest the biggest thing with him and how much it sucks on why they have to pay him this twelve and a half million dollars. It's like you, you literally aren't going to get anything out of him, and I, I don't think he's going to be a starter unless someone gets hurt. Let's hope that doesn't happen first off. But I mean, the rotation is set, especially if you Darvish comes back and performs. I mean, that might hold be Brian the up reason. On that one
1: either, but. I'm trying yeah. to be a little optimistic i mean, bit optimistic. Uh, I mean can, because you gotta can it really get worse for chatwood yeah
0: you know, i i don't i've always just thought you know if it, if that guy could get some command, he could be really good, and I think we all think that um but yeah he he just has to somehow stop walking people and you know maybe yeah. he could i think it, he could be a serviceable pitcher
1: it's uh, yeah it's just. It's a lot deeper than that, though. I mean, you could say the same thing of every bad MLB pitcher. If they had some command, they'd be good. I mean, that's basically like saying if he wasn't bad, he would be good. Well, the thing is,
2: though, I will say this. If you just look at the stuff, if you look at the way it moves, there are pitchers that don't have good command, that don't have good movement either. would may not have command, but the movement is kind of sick. Because when the few times he does put it in the zone, it's not getting hit, or it's not getting hit hard. So I think I, I right. see what Cody is saying, because the pure stuff actually does look really good. He just can't locate it. I mean, you could have a 82 mile an 82-mile-an-hour fastball and not locate it, and if you located it, well, you're probably going to get crushed. If Chadwood located his stuff, he wouldn't get hit.
0: And, that, and that's kind of like what happened, like, I don't know, like the first couple months of, the, of last season. Like, I remember, like, everyone was talking about how much, how many guys he was walking, but he had, like, a 3-5 ERA for the first couple months or something like that. I don't know. But, he would walk eight like, guys
2: and strike out eight guys.
0: Yeah, and he would always somehow get out of jams. It was it – was, honestly, it was really insane, and it's, it's – kind of why, like, the, the Cubs had that stat that they were, like, they had this huge winning record when Chatwood would pitch, and people were like, how? <laughs> because he got, out, he got out of so many, and you know, he managed to somehow get the Cubs four or five innings. And, you know, at that time, the bullpen was, you know, pretty fresh and doing okay. Um, but, you know, it eventually caught up to him, as it usually does for most pitchers if they walk that many people. That's what. That's why I said what I'm saying. Though it's like, you know, he he. I think he has the stuff. I mean, I think his biggest problem is he can't command his fastball. He because if he could locate that, per, like more consistently, then that opens up the rest of his pitches. Which I like. Like Alex said, like he his movement on some of his pitches. It's 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 actually really good. So I I think that's his biggest problem is not being able to. To command his fastball, um,
2: and it's not like he's a soft by any means. He's throwing in the mid nineties.
0: Oh yeah, I, I, it totally makes sense why Theo Epstein went after him. I just, I don't know what happened between the, his twenty seventeen season with the uh, with the Rockies and and last season. So, uh, but like I said, like it's, it's so. Hard to tell, like what are the Cubs going to do with this guy? And uh, you know, the the only silver lining out of it is like at least they didn't sign him for like a six year deal. It's it's only a, it was only a three year deal. So I mean, I I'm trying to be optimistic. It's just hard to be when you don't even know what the Cubs are going to do with him. Like if they were to keep him, like
2: mm-hmm.
0: I I have no idea what they should do with him.
2: Well, I think right now all you can really put him in if you were to if you were to start the season right now, he would basically be in the bullpen and you'd call him in for garbage time. Whether you're up 10 runs or you're down 10 runs, that's what he that's when he'd come in essentially.
1: Yeah. Well, depending on that, what happens that's, that's in the agree. spring, I think they'll give him at least a shot, a short-term shot to, to be something more than that, but but at this point, I, I'm I'm expecting nothing, and any good innings the Cubs get out of him, I will consider just a bonus.
2: Yeah. Oh, sure. Yeah, I mean, they're so, going to give him a sure. chance for, for 30, training exactly. to start, so. For sure. And, and
0: like, like you said, like you can't really – hold your breath on you, Darvish. So who knows? But I'm, I would rather, you know, have more hope for Darvish considering the Cubs have him for six years. And I, need I, Darvish is
2: good. there's no question
0: for sure. So that's why I'm trying to be more optimistic about him because this guy got a lot of flack for, you know, people said that he just didn't want to play. He lost all his mental, it was all mentally in his head, all this, all this stuff. And, I would love nothing more than to see this guy come back next year healthy and you know put together a solid season. I don't I'm well, not saying put together a number 1 like a number 1 starter type year but like give me like a number 2 or 3 starter type year.
1: <laughs> I suppose I mean you're you're paying him maybe that's realistic but you're paying him like a okay. number 1 I, I, I I'm going to expect to see a lot of number one outings. That's just, I think that's fair. Um, but the that's other fair. thing with Darvish is, let's just say for, for the sake of, of argument, because it's looking like this anyway, the, the Cubs don't get Bryce Harper. The Cubs don't end up getting Bryce Harper. If you, Darvish, does not pitch this year, and this whole thing just goes down the toilet, that I can't even describe how mad Cubs fans are going to be. That they oh, that they're paying yeah. Darvish all this money to have pitched 50 innings and then they don't come away with Bryce Harper. People are just going to be livid about that, and maybe maybe rightfully so, maybe not. I don't know, but it just doesn't look good.
0: Right. No, I I, I would totally understand why people would be frustrated with that. Even even I I, th- I will I will blatantly say that I'd be I would be very very. <laughs> upset if, you know, if if Darvish can't do what he is paid to do and, like, is hurt again next season or just, you know, I don't know. If he's – like I said, I I just want him to be serviceable. I think the Cubs would have probably won 100 games last year if Darvish would have just been in the rotation and been serviceable. I think serviceable is a
1: fair expectation at least to start, but – but if he can do that, he better well at some point and become at least close to an ace for this team because that's what they that's what they got him to be. That's what they're paying him to be. And I'm not that's saying he's right. just, he should just come right out of the gates and be prime you Darvish again. I that that would be crazy. I don't expect that. Right. But I think that if he does come back fully healthy, he's going to need to be better than number three. Yeah, that's fair.
2: I think uh, the way you're paying him, the way you Brought him in. I mean, you didn't bring him in to be a low-end starter. You brought him in to be towards the top. So yeah, I, I definitely agree with you there. Uh, so Mark Gonzalez just tweeted this on Twitter. He said uh, Jed Hoyer said it's unlikely the Cubs make a deal by the conclusion of winter meetings. A lot of nothing from the Cubs so far. Looks like it could be a lot of nothing when it's all said and done. Now, unlikely doesn't mean certainty, but I think at this point we could all just say, don't get your hopes up to see anything big within this week. I mean, there's been nothing to indicate that they do anything else. Yeah, you're not going to say what you're going to do, obviously, but I think that there are really no signs right now that anything is even close to being done.
0: Yeah. I mean, on the bright side of that is, like, other teams aren't really doing anything big either. I mean, besides McCutcheon signing, you know, the the Patrick Corbin signing, the Nationals did, and that was – the winter meetings weren't even happening when that happened. I feel like the Nationals, they just wanted to get out ahead of things because they probably believe that Harper is not coming back to Washington. You know, I can't really blame them for that. So I don't think it's going to be like it was last winter where we were signing Darvish a week before spring training. But I I think – I think it's it's just going to be a little bit of a longer process than we thought.
2: Oh yeah, I don't think Harper or Machado are going to be signing anytime soon.
0: I don't know when they'll sign, and I don't really know who they're going to sign or who what team they're going to sign because it's all just like so many rumors in the air, and you just don't really know. But you know, I I won't count the Cubs out. I but I won't hold my breath either. <laughs>
1: Man, do you guys really buy that the White Sox are top contender for Harper? Because I'm not sure I do. I do. <laughs> I, they got <laughs> yeah, money to spend. I, I, yeah, but yeah, it, forget, he, he can get the money somewhere else. You really think he wants to play in on the South Side? <laughs> if he gets the uh, best offer,
2: yeah. yeah. I don't know. Maybe. I think he, I
1: maybe he prioritizes a World Series over I over money he, because. He's gonna get boatloads of money no matter where he goes. So I would think he would want to go somewhere that gives him a solid chance to win the big one. And the White Sox are on their way, but they're far from a lock. I feel
0: like if he were to go to the White Sox, it'd be like kind of like how the Cubs got John Lester. The only thing is, is like there's like no connection. Like John Lester and Theo Epstein. Like there was obviously a connection there from their days in Boston, but like. I can't. I don't think there's any kind of connection with Harper and the White Sox. The only thing I can think of is like, okay, they probably sold all their prospects on him, and then the fact that he loves Chicago and he makes it very like clear on social media, like he's that he was just at a Blackhawks game like a week ago. He obviously he's friends with Bryant, all that, all that stuff, and and he makes it obviously seem like he loves the city. So, like, maybe the only way that I can see them doing it is if they're just, like, if they completely sell him on, like, their prospects coming up and, you know, some of the young players they already have on the team.
2: Yeah, I just, I don't know. I think if he gets the right offer, I think that he would take it. I think the White Sox getting Harper is not as far-fetched as people think. I think there's a good chance he does end up there.
1: The that would be so I, I, boring. Oh, my God. And
2: do you really think yeah. the White Sox want to see a guy they want go to the north side again? I mean, I think they would do everything they can to try to get him, unless, unless Rick Hahn steps in and says, look, we want to spend this, this, and this at this time. That's the only way I could see probably not. But I just think if they have plenty of money to spend and they make the right offer, don't be surprised if he goes there.
1: Well, they better – no, right. if they got him, they, they would need to keep busy too because Bryce Harper is not enough for them to, to be World Series contenders as they stand right now. All right. All right. I mean,
0: like I said, it, he, they would have to sell him on the young players and, like, a hope for the next couple of years to, like, be there. But, yeah, it wouldn't make any sense considering, you know, he's been on the Nationals and, like, you know, besides last year, they made the playoffs for a couple – Seasons, but were unable to get out of that first series. So you know he's like craving for that, you know that that championship. I personally, I think if he goes to White Sox, he cares more about the money than he than he does his legacy.
2: We'll see. It'll it'll be interesting. There's a one more thing I really wanted to talk about, and uh, that was the Brandon Hyde stuff. We heard yesterday that he was going to be hired by the Orioles, and then people were saying, well, it's not really guaranteed. Yada yada yada. Uh, yeah, it's kind of weird how the Orioles are carrying, but Brandon Hyde's gone, then they're going to need another bench coach. And there has been a certain name that has been brought up. I'm sure you all know who I'm talking about. Oh, yeah. Long long story short, do you think David Ross is going to be here? Yes or no? What do you guys think? No. Uh,
1: Maybe at at some point, yes, maybe. Uh, but, but this next year, no, I think he's, uh, he just retired, so I mean, he just got away from the grind of a full baseball season, and I think he's got a good gig with ESPN doing uh, analysis. Uh, I don't know if he's still doing that, but I I just see him right after retiring jumping back into that again.
2: Interesting. What do you think, Cody?
1: Yeah,
0: I mean, I don't I don't really see it happening, and I feel like it's it's very, very low chance. I mean, the thought of it is I I find it very intriguing and, and interesting. And, um, yeah, I would be completely fine if they were to give him that shot because I feel like he wants to be a manager one day, but he just wants to do it on his own terms. I just don't know if right now is that is that that time. So, I mean – Maybe maybe because it's the Cubs, he he would you know give it a shot because you know majority of the core from twenty sixteen is still there, um, so being around the same guys might intrigue him a little bit more. Um, so I, I wouldn't say it's a not possible possible, but right now I'd probably lean towards probably not happening.
2: All right, well, uh, I think I kind of overall feel the same way. Uh, th- there's a whole debate of would David Ross be a distraction for Joe Madden? Uh, th- that whole narrative, if he's going to be a lame duck and they got their, quote, next manager in the waiting, is that going to be a distraction? The way I see it is, if you're a professional, you're not going to let that be a distraction. I. That's just the way I see it. madden has been in this game for such a long time, I don't think he would let that get to him. Now, that's just my opinion. I don't really know. But I think if Ross wanted to be here and the Cubs saw some value and that the fact that having Ross on the team might be good for the team in general, I don't think that they would let the possibility of a, quote, distraction get in the way. I mean, maybe it would end up being a distraction. I don't know. But I just I don't see it being as much of a distraction as some people think it would. That's just That's just how I feel.
1: Yeah, I I agree with you. I can't see Joe Madden being bothered by that at all. No,
0: I don't think he'll be bothered by any either. I think if anyone's going to be bothered by it, it's just going to be the fan base because, you know, the media is going to try and, you know, talk about it after every loss. Or if the Cubs go, like, on a five-game losing streak or something like that, people will start questioning if Madden's going to get fired in season or something like that. I, I'm, I'm just throwing it out off the top of my head, like, I don't think anyone internally is going to be bothered by it. I just think I I wouldn't be surprised if, you know, someone in sports media tries to create a story out of it, though.
2: Yeah, I mean, there's going to be some sort of narrative there by the media. It's going to exist right off the bat. If if they do, in fact, hire David Ross, I mean, there's a constant narrative right now of Joe Madden being the lame duck manager. And, you know, he's trying to say that that's not going to get to me, that's not going to get to me. But a lot of people still bring it up. If David Ross comes in, then, yeah, there's going to be a huge narrative among the media. But I just don't think it's going to let him Joe himself, let it bother him. That's Again, that's just my opinion. We'll see how that goes down as well. Um, You know, until our next show, the way things are going, I don't know if we're going to talk about a lot of other moves by the Cubs here because nothing sounds really close. But, again... We don't really know what's going on behind the scenes. They tell us one thing, maybe they may be working on another. Is Bryce Harper interested in the Cubs? Maybe he is. I could see why he would be. Is he going to wait out for the Cubs? Eh, I don't know, like we said earlier. This Bryce Harper thing is going to drag on for a while until he's signed somewhere. It is going to take some time. And frankly, this offseason has been nothing but torture. So let's just hope we hear some good news soon or some news of any kind. Because there are plenty of moves to be made, and there are plenty of things that the Cubs can improve on, and though people are afraid they're not going to do anything, I I still don't see them just doing nothing. But let's also remember that not doing anything just doesn't mean not getting Bryce Harper. They can do something without getting Bryce Harper, right? Yeah. You would agree. Yeah. Yeah, I mean. We just prefer Bryce Harper the
1: (laughs) Yeah, we, we all want Bryce Harper. I think most people do, but I'm not really on the edge of my seat this offseason either because the Cubs have enough, as they are, uh, to, to compete and contend. So I'm, I'm not too worried about it. It's not like they need one giant piece uh, to get them over the edge. They've already got what they need in place. They just need to do a little tweaking. I think if you
2: uh, ask me, their you. biggest need, in in addition to like you know, I mean, we need their offense to be better, but part of that is going to be the guys that underperformed stepping up. What I think is an absolute need right now, as what we talked about earlier, is the bullpen. I think that
1: is an absolute need. The bullpen and infield depth, I would say, are their two biggies. Sure,
0: for sure. Yeah, I mean, and then I just don't know what they're going to do with Addison Russell. I, that's something that. We have to wait out this entire offseason. Like, like I I think we could all agree that, you know, we would prefer him gone, but it just doesn't seem like that's what they're going to do right now. So, you know, if there's going to be any distractions with the Cubs next year, it might be him. Um, But, I mean, yeah, infield depth, you know, know, I know they got that guy. um, Where was he from? I can't remember what team he was on. The Yankees? I mean, there's some depth, probably defensive replacement type. But, um, yeah, they definitely need to add another guy. And, uh, you know, maybe an outfielder, depending on if they were to trade anyone else. So I guess we'll see.
2: Absolutely. Well, we are just about out of time here on Climbing the Ivy. Adam, Cody, I want to thank you guys for coming on. Let's hope we hear something within the next week. I would love to just hear something, even if it's claiming a guy off waivers, even if it's a small trade. I want to talk about something because the one really somewhat significant move we talked about, the guy was just non-tendered, and now he's on another team. So, yeah. Anyway, thanks, everybody, for listening to this episode. We hope you enjoyed it and hope you join us next time. He's Cody. He's Adam. I'm Alex. Have a great night. As it
0: rapidly approaches, this spectacular event impacts the very fabric of space and time. We call it the holidays. Fortunately, Sarah at the Container Store can help. Uh, hi. As time runs out, how
1: do you manage? Well, we offer a huge selection of gift wrap, including our gift wrap three-packs. Now 50% off. You get three high-quality rolls of wrap for just $4.99. Plus, our stocking stuffers are up to 50% off, too.
0: Sarah, savior of time and the holidays.
1: Or just Sarah.
0: The Container Store, where space comes from.
1: A Massage Envy
2: gift card might just be the best holiday gift ever because it unwraps all the benefits of total body care,
0: including massage and total body stretch, customizable facials, and advanced skincare services, including
2: microderm infusion and chemical peels. Share the gift of wellness and help everybody on your list be their very best. Receive a voucher for two free enhancements when you purchase $100 in Massage Envy gift cards. Massage Envy, making the best of everybody. See locations for details. Offer ends December 31st. Voucher valid until March 31st, 2019. Each Massage Envy location is independently owned and operated.